The Eco Right Speaks podcast is your conservative home for weekly climate news, interviews, points of view, climate heroes, jesters, and so much more. We'll share the stories of people leading in their local communities and around the country. Welcome to the Eco Right Speaks podcast. It's brought to you by RepublicEN.org. Hello, and welcome to the Eco Right Speaks, your climate focused podcast produced by the team at RepublicEN.org. I'm your host, Chelsea Henderson. Can we just do a little happy dance for season five? Listeners, we are here because you are tuning in week after week. We are here because you are suggesting fantastic guests. We are here because you know there is value in the voices we bring on the show. I'm giving you all virtual high fives of thanks. Kicking things off for our new season, today's guest is Sarasota, Florida Mayor Eric Arroyo. You know, if you're a regular around these parts, you understand that we love an active climate mayor. In 2021, Mayor Arroyo was elected the youngest mayor to ever serve his coastal town. He's also a city commissioner and practices law at the firm of Band, Gates, and Dramas, focusing on business, corporate, and estate planning. Born in the Dominican Republic, he immigrated to the U.S. as a teenager, meeting his wife in a Florida high school and attending the University of Florida and Florida A&M for his law degree. He's going to touch on his embodiment of the American dream, as well as talk about the climate challenges facing his community. All of that coming up next. Listeners, welcome back with um, sitting here in conversation, not in person, of course, over Zoom with Sarasota Mayor Eric Arroyo. Mr. Mayor, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is a very exciting. Well, as we were just talking off camera, your first time premiering anything. So we're very happy to have you launching our fifth season of the Eco Right Speaks. Well, that's the, I've never, yeah, I've never been a, a premiere anything, a season premiere. Or, so I'm, this is, this is a first experience. Bear with me as I, as I get very excited and I don't know what to say. So, well, lots of firsts for you because I, when I was prepping for the show, I saw that you are the youngest mayor ever elected of Sarasota, Florida. And which congratulations on that. Thank um, you. The first thing that I thought of was um, I'm the mom of a 20 year old and an 18 year old. And for them, when they're doing, you know, they're my younger one is voting for the first time in our primaries in Maryland, where I live. And my older one voted in 2020 for the first time. But they really look at the age of the candidate. They're like, we want somebody who feels closer in age to us, who's going to care what we care about. So I know you haven't been in office that long, but have you already seen the benefit that your youth brings to the job, especially on a big issue like climate change? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, not only climate change, but just all the issues of, of the working class of someone, you know, just getting out of uh, college. I, like I have student loans and a lot of m- much of the, the, the country has student loans. I, I get emails every week from people in the service industry that are dealing with affordable housing rents are just being being just increased at a, at a tremendous level and and you know that's that's the plight of of the middle class that's just not being heard right now so we would um you know i, I believe that my I, I come from very very humble beginnings i was raised by a single yeah, mom will you share those beginnings with our listeners you have a really fascinating um history 
yeah, I was uh, I was born in the Dominican Republic and I was raised by a single mom who always thought that, you know, you come to America and you can be whatever you, you want to be. This is a land of opportunity. So so we came here when, um, you know, for high school and, and I, I became the first in my family to graduate high school, which was a huge undertaking. Wow. And, and it was it was I barely graduated, by the way, I wasn't a very good student, but um <laughs> You know, but I was able to get my act together. I just, I just goofed off a lot. But I was able to get my act together and go to a community college, and I was able to get my GPA in a, in a really, really good position. And I managed to get into the University of Florida, the best university in the state. After you know, after getting essentially a second shot at redoing my GPA, um, and yeah, and then and, and it's 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 truly humbling to be in this position because I I went from having dirt floors to to, to having non dirt floors so to you know to not having warm running water to not having indoor air conditioning to not having electricity uh most hours of the day and um and so so i you know and 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 wages you know are are a big big thing in the dominican republic and they are here too i mean the 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 consumer price index is going up at like twice the rate of uh what what the wages are increasing in this country which means that the workers just can't keep up and so what you know so a, a lot of the the people in the district and in the city of Sarasota feel that um feel that I can I can represent them because I I know these issues these are our issues these are yeah. something that we're going to have to solve in our in our lifetime um so affordable housing homelessness climate change uh you know, these are very, very pressing, very, very pressing issues. So when we're looking at doing a park, we're like, all right, well, what's our tree equity score in that area? How many trees do we need to bring in? What are we going to do about, uh, you know, this city commission, the present one, um, I'm, I'm one of the voting members of the city of the city commission. And we get, um, we were able to preserve 262 acres of land. This is the most land that's ever been conserved in the history of Sarasota. And it is, um, it, it, we put a, we placed a conservation easement over it. Um, and it is, it's truly amazing. The fact that we're able to conserve this land, it'll never be developed. And it's, you know, and we're actually going to enhance the system so that it filters billions, billions of gallons of water every single year before it goes into our bay which means it's cleaner water, it means, you know, better beaches, it means better quality of life for everyone. So I'm very, very excited. In Sarasota, have you been plagued by um, red algae or the red tides? Yes. I feel like that's a Florida yes. issue. Yeah. Your, your district is on the coast. And I feel like when it comes to climate change, I just think of Florida as being on the front lines of, of the impacts, whether it's um, sea level rise or sunny day flooding, you know, all these challenges. So as mayor, how do you, with all the other responsibilities you have, and I'm sure you get calls, I'm friends with my local mayor, you know, <laughs> Hey, nobody picked up my trash today. So how do you balance all of that? You know, it's funny because uh, I, I like to think of it as, you know, uh, you know, we're responsible for everything. Not, that, not just me, not just elected official, but I mean, a society in general, we are responsible for everything all the time. That's it. So it is it is our duty as as citizens, as residents, as uh, just human beings to take care of take care of everything for the for the next generation. And um, so to me, it's not a single issue. Uh, some people do run on single issues. You know, they're like, oh, you know, I really mm-hmm. I, I really think housing is important. And it is. 
but mm-hmm. it's it's much more than that when you get in this role. Um, the you know we have one of the premier uh, research institutions in the world here. The only, one of the few privately funded uh, research organizations that are not government tied. Um, and that is Moat Marine Laboratories, and they have numerous patents on on solving the uh, the the red tide issue. I was recently in in Cancun, Mexico, and Cancun is just over the Gulf. I mean, it's literally the other side of the pool. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at their water, and it's like they don't have they, much clearer water, much different ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, but when I came back, I'm like, you know, how is it that we cannot? get our water to that level and the, it was a very pessimistic answer they gave me i was like we'll never have that because of algae because of our we have a whole different just 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 uh uh environment but also you know our side of the pool does not depend um on them our side of the pool depends on our on our neighbors here everybody's dumping into the gulf of mexico and and i call it a pool because that's the only analogy i can use to describe the fact that we are all impacting each other and so uh you know we've the city of sarasota does an amazing job of maintaining uh, our waters um there's a gentleman that maintained he's the ceo of the sarasota bay estuary his name is dr tomasco and he says sarasota has the second best water management in the state of florida second only to disney and that is truly truly a testament to, to the work that we do here. We actually sell some of our water because we, we process it so, so well. And so um, with that said, we still have these problems. We haven't had red tide in a while. I mean, it feels, it feels like we haven't had it in four years now or five years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, but it's still is something that we need to monitor, uh, monitor what goes into our bay. And, and, and it's going to, we're going to need an enforcement arm at the state level. And it's not even at the state level because we also have Texas dumping in there. We also have Louisiana. <laughs> right. Also, How do you deal so, with that? The other side of the pool, someone so, else is goofing off. <laughs> mm-hmm. So these problems are not just, just a one dimensional, you know, it's, it's not just one entity. It's like everybody needs to really buy into this idea that uh, this is our pool. <laughs> yeah. And we cannot allow well, anyone. And, no. and- I, I, sorry to interrupt you. I, I think that one thing also is just that, you know, when people are prioritizing issues they care about, they often don't think of the environmental issues as not just being an environmental issue. It's a public health issue. It's an economic issue. If your beaches are suffering, you're not going to have the same tourism dollars. You know, there's an economic impact to not taking care of the environment. Absolutely. And, and it, and it, it starts at the local level. Um, to get buy-in into this, these ideas, but it, it kind of, you know, go escalates up from there because at the local level, for example, we, uh, we hired a company um, called Greenpoint to analyze our current building practices and recommend or build for us a green building code, which will uh, provide all sorts of incentives and, 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 and benefits to companies that choose to, to build green buildings. You know, uh, we have in Florida currently being built here uh, a world-class, it's already a world-class um, garden, botanical garden. It's called Selby Gardens. And they're about to put $200 million into their facility. Well, they're about to be the first net positive building 
in the state of Florida. It'll be the first building that produces more energy than it consumes uh, because of the way they're building. And I think that's a great model for what we should be doing moving forward. We've also, uh, we've also, um, looked at ways to, to improve micro mobility. We signed up to something called, uh, uh, Ready for 100, which is a, a, a Sierra a Sierra Club initiative that uh, aims to completely go um, completely go electric by 20, reduce our our our, uh, our reliance on um, on oil, but go solar, completely go solar mm-hmm. by 2050. So all our energy will be produced from the the solar fields, and so we've you done. Sunshine state, so that's important. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we were able to get, and because of that initiative that was adopted at the local levels, we were able to partner up with uh, one of the largest or the largest um, utility provider in the state, which is Florida Power and Light. And right. FPL will be, and they started a program called Solar for 100, which is they're building this infrastructure out. And eventually, you know, within the next five years, we'll start most of our energy will be coming, will be generated by their solar farms that they are, that they're uh, installing and it will offset our, um, you know, what we pay. And, and, and it, it's actually a great, great process because we're saving money by going solar and they are able to implement this, uh, you know, statewide. So it doesn't need to go through the whole government bureaucracy. It's actually, them doing it as a company and benefiting all the all the, uh, the municipalities, which is a great, great program. We're energy optimists and climate realists. Stand with us at republicen.org. Now back to this week's episode. What are the um, ways in which your constituents are most at risk with climate change? What sort of... Um, Do you, are you ever in the eye of the hurricane paths or like what sort of um, challenges are you having to face now as mayor? Well, yes, uh, we are. Uh, But there is an old legend here that Sarasota's grounds are blessed. So we've never actually been hit directly, you know, by a hurricane, knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, even, even, uh, you know, the last few years, it got pretty close, but at the last minute, the hurricane just swerved off um either way hurricanes are are just a fact of 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 just that's just a natural part of living in florida um and we do we need to build better we need to build build better quality buildings how is it that in you know 100 years ago the average lifespan of a building was 120 years and now you look look at a new building the average lifespan is 60 years we literally just uh, went down in the quality of things that we were building. Right, with so progress. See, I'm using quote here, um, it's progress. <laughs> yeah, so so we just need to make sure, like the biggest hurdle, I think, is the fact that we are growing as a, as a country and as a state and as a city. We need to make sure that we grow in a responsible manner that takes takes care of our environment. We're not just completely, you know, destroying wildlife and, and, and allowing for, you know, uh, key infrastructure uh, to be destroyed for you know for you know hundreds of homes to go to go in there that we're making sure that our uh, there's no pollution that the the services that are required for that area are being maintained and that if there is a uh, a, a regional ecological value to having these uh, you know some of these natural resources that we maintain that because we're we're going to need that. <laughs> 
Well, it must be really satisfying to get to handle these issues at the local level because you don't get hamstrung or like in those log jams that we see here at the federal level and that sometimes can plague states too. It just, I find it really refreshing. I love talking to mayors because you just roll up your sleeves and you do the job and um, you know, nobody knows your area better than you and nobody knows how to keep all the balls in the air better. So I just really commend you for the work you're doing. And, you know, Sarasota is lucky to have you. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, I, I'm a part of a, a group called the League of Mayors, a great part of the Florida League of Cities. And it's a great group. And most mayors are uh, nonpartisan. And yeah. we I know so many mayors from all throughout Florida, dozens and dozens and dozens of mayors. I, the vast majority of them, I don't know what their political affiliation is. And it doesn't matter because we're just, you know, we don't, we don't look left and right. We look forward. We're trying to just, yes. we're trying yes. to just solve the problems of our infrastructure. And it's, it's, you know, it's truly a, a beautiful, beautiful experience. I'm able to see projects start this year and I'm able to see them, you know, see them completed in two years. And, and that's really the best part. Yeah. There is no, there is no, uh, you know, no, no filibuster, no filibustering in local government. <laughs> well, I just jotted down what you just said. We don't look left or right. We look forward because I think that is just the best quote I've ever heard to describe mayors. And, and, you know, and I know some have party affiliations and stuff, but at the end of the day, like we were saying earlier with the trash, if your trash isn't picked up, you don't care what party your mayor is or your public works person. Like, you know, these are just things that in everyday lives, people need their basic needs taken care of. And, um, you know, I wish we had a little bit less partisanship here at the federal level. The senators and Congress people could stand to learn from the mayors. I think I, I think that is entirely correct. And and the recent recent study came out. They were looking at the most trusted level of government, and they found that that mayors were the most trusted government officials in the entire country. And the least trusted was obviously Congress. But uh, <laughs> You know, we are taking tremendous steps to reduce our reliance on um, on on foreign oil and and fossil fuels. We implemented a program to have those electric scooters, just much like much many cities throughout the uh, the country. And we found that our it was so well received that our first month was more successful than New York's in terms of the number of people. And by the way, we have only a fraction of the population in New York. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Maybe and, nicer but, weather for scooting, though, than New York. So, yeah, and, and it's beautiful. <laughs> you see people, it's over 10,000, you know, rides we're taking. We have these electric bikes that you can turn on with your phone, electric scooters, electric mopeds. And um, so that's less people you know, less people driving, yeah. which is great. It's yeah. it's safer for people yeah. walking. It is better for traffic and it's better for reducing, you know, the, the amount of, of, uh, of gas that people were consuming, especially now in these, you know, we have a record, almost a record high in, 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 uh, in gas prices. And it's, you know, I don't know if it's going to get better or worse, but I can tell you what we can do. We can, you know, do things like this. We started something called the Bay Runner. We actually just won uh, a national award for the micro mobility efforts we did with the Bay Runner, which is a we used some money from uh, from the business uh, license tax that we that, that we charge our the businesses, and we have a free trolley, an open air trolley that you can take from basically downtown all the way to our beaches, and it runs every twenty minutes. 
and you have these stops and you take your you park downtown, take your family there. And you can just see the whole town. You don't have to wait in traffic. You don't have to worry about any of that. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, we had a lot of pushback. People are always going to say, you know what, they, they fear change. You have, uh, you have the groups that we call NIMBYs, right? Not in my backyard. And, but even those individuals, I, when I was going on, on the trolley one time, I saw one of them and they're like, you know what? I was against it, but you know, it's, it, I go on it every day now. It's indispensable. It's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, and the Department of Transportation is taking note. I think they're going to, they're going to, they're going to give us grants and continue to help us operate this in the future, but it's being very well received here and in, in, in the city of Sarasota. Well, you know, change starts locally. So um, glad to see people wanting to adopt these different practices that help reduce greenhouse gas emissions and congestion and pollution and all of that. So hopefully as word spreads and other places can adopt similar measures. And um, Mr. Mayor, I want to let you get on with all your responsibilities in your day. I'm I'm just hoping you all have a very quiet hurricane season, even though you've been blessed and, and you know, again, knock on wood, not touched. <laughs> um, just wishing all the best for you and, and other Sarasotans. And I thank you so much for your time. Thank you. If you're ever down here, come on by. We'll take the Bay Runner and I'll, I'll show you some of the, yes. some of the best. I was hoping you would say that. I was hoping yes, you would say you're that. more than welcome. Anytime. <laughs> Thank you. Thank sir. you so much. Hi, I'm Peter Santoscano, host of Citizens Climate Radio. We highlight people's stories, we celebrate your successes, and together we share strategies for talking about climate change. We do all this by hearing from some pretty surprising climate advocates. We feature politicians, preachers, and poets. Citizens Climate Radio is designed to inform you about the many ways people are addressing the causes and impacts of climate change. Subscribe and listen to Citizens Climate Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Price, happy season five. Let's play What Did You Do on Your Summer Vacation, Chelsea? (laughs) Well, I haven't gone on mine yet. Funny you should ask. That might account for my um, state of being as at the current moment. (laughs) Come on, don't you globetrot up and down the East Coast? Oh, I wish. Um, no, I haven't really haven't had our break yet, but looking to head to my home state of Maine at the end of August, like I typically do. So, um, you know, it seemed really far away when the summer started. And now I'm like, whoa, um, it, July went by like that. And I don't even know why or how, but here we are. So what about, what about your vacation? What did you do? I, real quick, I was listening to a podcast while I was working out at lunch, and they mentioned the state of Maine, and they mentioned how cool and underrated the city of Portland, Maine is. I've never been there, but it had me intrigued. Well, here's the thing. It used to be underrated. Now everyone goes to Maine, and it's super expensive. Okay. So thank you, people that have gone to Maine. But yeah, it is actually a really fantastic town, and a lot of fun. Good eats, good um, coffee, all the things, outdoor activities. If I could live anywhere, I think that's where I would go. I think probably in the lower forty-eight, that might be where I'd go right now because it's been so searing hot in the upstate of South Carolina, all around our beautiful Palmetto State. It's been hot, searing everywhere in the continental uh, United States, the lower 48. I don't know anywhere where it's not, you know, searing, sizzling hot, you know, this summer, outside of maybe somewhere in the very northernmost part of Maine. Well, fun fact, Price, um, the... um 
last weekend. So listeners, we always record um, a little bit ahead of time, but actually this is just the day before we're dropping. So this won't be dated information. Um, 110 million Americans were experiencing official heat wave conditions over the weekend. And um, I know going into the weekend, I haven't looked to see how it played out, but going into the weekend, the estimate was that 60 million Americans were going to experience triple digits or higher. Well, not higher. You can't have four digits, triple digit temperatures over the weekend. So we got close, I think, here in the D.C. area. But, yeah, this is definitely these are the dog days of summer for sure. Well, I'm just saying, if you're a climate hoaxer, you see these temperatures, you see what's going on. Take a look. Climate change. I'm just saying, going to leave that right there real quick. Is we, I know we have probably some new listeners joining us, probably a ton more returnees as we are embarking on Season 5. If this is your first episode, if not, even if you're returning, I'd like to remind everybody that you can get a new episode of the Eco Right Speaks every Tuesday. We come to you every Tuesday. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, where I know the majority majority of our listeners listen. Go to Apple Podcasts and just hit that subscribe button, and you'll have a new one brought to your iPhone, iPad, your MacBook, whatever it is you use. If you're not a Mac user, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. You can also go to republican.org forward slash podcast. Get the podcast right there myriad of ways where you can listen to us every single week as we are launching season five and we will come to you till the end of this year when we wrap up season five in december but it's exciting to be back chelsea with all our listeners again to do this for another what six months i'm not going to go through i can't count it in my head but what till the end of the year (laughs) season five we have come a long way since we launched in what the summer of 2020 mid-pandemic I know. Well, Price, we really just had our birthday, our second birthday of being podcasters. So happy belated um, birthday. And I haven't gone to do the official count, but I'm pretty sure we're inching up on 100 episodes. So I'm just going to say it right here. If we haven't hit 100 yet, which I'm pretty sure we haven't, we will do some sort of prize, right, for the 100th. Oh, yeah. The 100th anniversary. I think we have to, or the 100th episode. I think we have to do something special. So, listeners, stay tuned for that. And, you know, it felt very appropriate to start this season with a mayor. Now, you know, I love my mayors. And I had never met um, Mayor Arroyo until we had our conversation. But I know Bob thought very highly of him when they met in person. And um, what a great way to kick off the episode. You know, mayors, they get it. Mayors are where it's at. They. I believe I said this on the show, they have to deal with like real problems, right? Because sometimes people recognize you in the grocery store or maybe they even have your cell phone number and they can be like, hey, Mr. Mayor, Mrs. Mayor, why isn't X, Y and Z taken care of? So a lot of incentive to do a good job, I think, when you're the mayor. And, um, you know, he is just fabulous as sort of um Coming up story in America, also really inspiring. So we thank him for being on the show. Yes, we do. There's an accountability factor with mayors that is higher than maybe any other office. Like you, you know, you you talked about during the interview and just right there, you know, mayors deal with, you know, they deal with the here and now of problems. When When a road has a pothole, they're the ones that are getting a call in the middle of the night. Those kind of issues, local, real issue, and I know in a lot of a lot of places, mayor, um, you know, is a nonpartisan election. In some places, it's it's clearly partisan. But whether you're R D, independent, whatever, mayors have to deal with the 
here and now, real-world, ongoing problems of their constituents. And when they don't, they are held accountable in the grocery store, you know, picking up a prescription at the local pharmacy, uh, driving down the street, going to their local high school Friday night football game or games. They're, they hear about it. And they're oftentimes the ones that have probably the most, you know, I know they don't have like a congressional staff. They usually have city employees that are working with and for them in, in some capacity. But, you know, mayors get it. They can't deal with platitudes and ideologies. They have to get problems fixed and solved. And that is one reason I also, like you, love mayors. There is no in-between. It is really um, just so it may, it, it's a little restorative, right? It restores your faith in politics when you get to work um, at the local level. So thank you to Mayor Arroyo for being on the show. And Price, I feel like since we last talked, we had a lot of new people join. And I know we don't have time to name them all, but do you want to throw out a few of our latest members? Yes. Shout out to some of our new members who have uh, signed up with us in the month of July. Christopher O. in New York, Judy S. in Tennessee, Robert M. in Indiana, Tyler P. in Texas, and Trish S. in Idaho. Speaking of Idaho, where Robert Durden Inglis, our executive director, is en route to as we speak, spending the week in Idaho, excited, uh, have worked with a lot of great people. Uh, through the state of Idaho and eastern Washington to plan out some some great visits, some great speaking engagements. Bob's going to be in Boise at the end of the week. Um, you know, before I go too too much further, if you want to sign up, we would love to have you do so. Republican.org forward slash join. Um, sign up. You can find out what's going on, where we're at, what we're doing. You'll get weekend review. It takes all of seconds to go to our rep website, Republican.org forward slash join. And there, also on our website, if you're interested in events, like I said, Bob's out and about heading to Idaho right now. Going to be making the drive from Spokane here probably any minute as I'm sitting here recording with Chelsea Henderson, our star host. Um, you can let me know, price at republican.org. I would love to talk with you about any kind of event you're working on, maybe something you've got in mind for the fall, especially an opportunity to reach conservatives. They are the ones, you are the ones we need to reach. So please reach out, let me know, um, but also sign up, republican.org forward slash join Chelsea. that's right just join you get to see my name in your inbox every week and uh you know it's super it's it's nice to be part of a community you know um especially in these times that we live in where i don't know about you price but you know i'm still kind of pandemic cautious and um do things with my friends but still a lot of outdoor activities and so forth and any way that we can feel connected to other people i think is it's important to take those those opportunities right now so be part of our community we love you we don't spam you you get um a news update every week and occasional action items from our engagement director angela lark and really that's it this is not like oh whoops now i get five emails a day from these people not at all so please join us please be with us well we love connecting with our listeners we love bringing this to you every single week again we will do this every single tuesday a new episode subscribe 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 that way everything is brought right to you you won't miss anything if you if you missed if this is your first episode you missed four seasons you can go back a lot of these interviews that we've done are evergreen they don't uh, they're not dated usually in terms of um 
you know, timeliness. You can go back and listen to tons of different uh, episodes. I mean, we've got, like Chelsea said, almost 100 in the bank. So there is plenty to keep you busy during your work day. If you're out mowing the yard, if you're out doing some chores, whatever you might be doing, look, it's a great opportunity to go back and maybe find one that might be of particular interest. I know I've certainly got some of my favorites. I mean, every single episode is probably supposed to be my favorite, but I've got some particular ones and interviews that just happen to resonate. But it's always a great time to, uh, to sit here download, listen, and subscribe, because that's the name of the game. Our listeners, you, if you've got uh, comments, suggestions, guests, topics, let Chelsea know, chelsea at republican.org. We want to hear from you. But we will go ahead and get out of here on that note. Chelsea, it's great to be back for Season 5. Appreciate Sarasota Mayor Eric Arroyo joining us this week. we got a whole lot more in stores. We come to you from now until the end of this year in 2022. Chelsea, it's going to be a lot of fun. Excited to do it with you again. Same here, Price. And listeners, if there's someone you want to hear from, you know, as Price said, C-H-E-L-S-E-A at Republican.org. I am here to take your suggestions. We have a pretty good lineup, at least for like the first um, third of the season. So definitely looking to add those voices that you just can't live without. All right. Until then, we will talk to you next week. Appreciate you listening to this episode of The Eco Right Speaks. We'll do it again next week. Talk to you then. Bye, Price. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Eco Right Speaks podcast, brought to you by the team at RepublicEN.org. Make sure to visit RepublicEN.org to learn more and find out how you can be a local eco right leader. 